Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this After Lodge banter. Welcome to episode 304 of the After Lodge podcast. This is Jamie's mullet broadcasting to you from the northeasterliest of northeasterly parts of the states. We have to say that because otherwise you can't enter that uh, mullet competition we were talking about. Yeah. You know the guy that won that's from uh, from Kentucky. So why don't you uh, move on down to Amish country and I, I saw that. That was, a, that was by a the great. way, he fits perfectly in Western Pennsylvania. <laughs> in uh, fact, I, I I I when I saw that, like I is that one of my cousins? <laughs> uh, taking the mic back. This is after Lodge Harlan. Don't let Jamie's mullet speak for me. Uh we don't have Bruce yet, which is why we're late. I want to get that out of the way. So everybody uh, yell at Bruce. Maybe he'll show up at some point. But instead, we have Sir John. Hi. I have finally returned from whatever hole I crawled in and out of. Still rocking the Walter White look, though. He, he broke bad a few weeks ago. We ain't seen him in a while. so It's my summer haircut, man. But like For the next time we do this, I'll have the, the heads double going again. Although I think I'm just going to try to do the Viking thing and just have the giant poof of hair on top. As much as my head will let me do that. We have uh, Don Charles over here. Um, <laughs> smoking a cigar indoors like a man's man. Hey, things I can do in my house because I live alone. And Good also, you. the shit of it for my kids will be here next weekend. Ah. And joining Jamie's mullet, affairs correspondent, uh, Jamie. And Good evening, I, everybody. Dear listeners, since this is a podcast, and if you're not watching tonight, he is rocking a mullet that would make Yarmar Yager in 1993 yeah. happy. So we have host photos on the website. I need a I need an updated photograph that showcases well, the mullet. You, you got to turn the YouTube stream off from private too because I'm trying to post that on the Facebook. Oh, is it still? Yes. Because uh, I'm here. Lord Tundern. Can I change that on the fly? Um, why? Oh, because, says, because last oh, week's no. show went off the rails and I had to, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I had to turn it private. Well, I mean, yeah. But I don't know if I can, here we go. I can edit it. Ah, there it is. That's how you do it on the fly. Let's see if it kills That's the show. That's what she said. Let's see what it says. All right. See if they can get in now. Why? Oh, because, because says, last oh, week's no. show. There we go. Yeah. And good. All right. Sorry about that, fellers. Uh, In case our five listeners want to listen live because yep. self-hating masochists. I mean, <laughs> I love you all, but I mean, I, I get my own people. We kind of uh, blew things a little last week, and uh, I had to quickly switch the show over to uh, not be broadcast. Because that was one of those shows that if somebody started 
clipping like a certain brother of ours used to do with the audio, it could be worse. No, so we just uh, took it down. What did you do? And uh, now he's blamed Chuck. Now did you used well, to clip it? This one was. This one was Chuck. He wanted to talk about things that should be talked about, but not by us in a public forum. Mm -hmm. uh, what were those things? No, I'm just kidding. Stop it. <laughs> not doing it again. I'm just kidding. Jamie. Because <clears throat> uh, I'm pretty sure I was listening to that live and I. Jamie, look yeah. at me. So Jamie. we had. Uh, yes. We had Lodge a couple weeks ago. Uh, since we didn't broadcast last week, I can share you, that. Uh, you guys have summertime Lodge? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we don't we don't go dark here. Uh, Big Jeff invited uh, one of my buddies from the Scottish Rite to come and talk about the uh, history and traditions of the Scottish Rite. Now, I have been steadily recruiting like a good Scottish Rite Mason, the brethren of my lodge, for a very long time. Uh, I might get one petition out of my lodge every like what? two or three years. He got like ten. Yes, yes, he did. He ran out of them. Well, to be and, fair, he is large uh, and scary. You are not. No, no, no. This wasn't Jeff. This is the guy he invited from the Scottish Rite to do it. Yeah, but if Jeff's standing behind him, I'll sign whatever that they're given because mm. Jeff is a oh, no. meat blocker. <laughs> we'll see if they follow through because we got a, another reunion. There's the, up, yes, uh, next there's the big part. That I've somehow been roped into doing maybe four degrees in the same day and not like minor pieces because I get stuck in those and like most of them. But like big parts that I some of which I haven't done in quite a while. I will start studying for that uh, at some point. And yeah, my valley's doing the ninth degree at the end of September. We have not done that degree in fifteen years. Oh, I get to be Zadok, so I'm happy. I haven't seen that degree actually live. That's the last. That's the last degree I need for my passport to see. I've seen all four through thirty-two. So I, there's. A, I still. I haven't seen a big flood of them. When you say Zadok, it sucks. I, I clicked at HP Lovecraft because down here, every time there's a degree we haven't done since I've been a Scottish Rite Mason that I want to see, and I raise the question, they say, "Great, when are you doing it?" And then I say, mer, 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 mer. Mm -hmm. "Sometimes I actually get with some guys and help though." So uh, that's how oh, we that's dropped back to 31st. That's why they're degree. doing this degree because I, I brought it up and they're like, so what part are you doing? I'm like, you tell me. Yep. I, uh, I'm i a big fan of our southern jurisdiction, 31st degree. Um, it's super cool. And we did it once and it was everything I dreamed that it would be. And uh, we haven't done it since. Ooh. I don't that know. Sucks. I'm not actually sure why. I think it's a scheduling thing. Like all the guys we need can't be there at the right time each reunion or something. It's not. It's not because the the valley <coughs> wasn't impressed because I, I think they were. It's just logistics. Because when you only have when you have a big cast like you do in some of these degrees where there's like 20 people, and you know three of them can't be there. Well, <laughs> yeah. So like for instance. My oh, valley meets on Thursdays. However, now that my oldest is Rainbow, first and third Thursday of the month is Rainbow. So, um, I've had that conversation. Rainbow and Force comes first. Uh, they, by the way, uh, every single guy also agrees with me that 
rainbow comes first and I'm going to take an extra night with my daughter and then come mm -hmm. next spring, both my daughters for rainbow. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm kind of like, Hey, Wait, just so you guys know, you're cutting out like an entire chunk of our membership because a lot of the young guys in a particular area are all involved with rainbow that night, first and third Thursday of the month. So if you guys do like second and fourth or the fifth Thursday of the month, you'll get a lot more guys showing up. And they're like, no one told us this. And I'm like, no, they did. You, you, you guys just didn't listen. So difference. Dads go to rainbow. Yes, we do. Oh yeah. I kind of thought it was just like the sponsors and it was the kind of thing where like you drop your kid off so she can hang out with her friends. Well, I can't. Well, that's what I kind of assumed it was because too. I'm divorced. And no, actually, most of the the fathers are more involved with Rainbow than the mothers, unless the mothers work. Well, no, that that makes sense. I, I would have expected that, but I mean, just like at their meetings, I thought their meetings were like them, like they just do their thing. They do, but the dads are there. You know, interesting, but not in the meeting. Oh no, we're in the meeting. We're sitting there doing like you know we're we're helping. I mean, it's, it's the fun thing about going to a rainbow meeting is, you know, I've been a Mason almost 18 years and the best thing about being at a rainbow meeting is I just sit there and the girls do all this stuff. And I'm like, do you need anything? And they're like, and the, 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 the rainbow moms, like, and the advisors and all them are like, no, no, we're good. I'm like, so I just sit here and hang out. Yep. And it's kind of amazing. Um, and of course my daughter loves it. And so it's something that I get to spend more time with her. So that's fantastic. But in general, like there's some moms who just sit out in their car, like the entire meeting in the parking lot. Don't even come inside. That's odd to me. Yeah. Just no, that, that, that's what I, I mean, would, if you're not going to, if you're not going to go in, just either go do something or you know what I mean? Well, no, that's what yeah. I would expect. Cause that's like all the stuff my daughter does. Well, not all of it, but a lot of stuff my daughter does like that's, my wife just you drop her off because it's a kid thing, and like she's doing the kid thing, and then you pick her up. No, yeah, we'll get a coffee and then go back. Rainbow and Demolay dads tend to be like at the meetings, just just there on the sidelines, like just like interesting hovering. I'm sure, I'll find out at some point. No, we're not hovering. We're just sitting there, like <laughs> maybe if my daughter has time for. Uh, rainbow we we've discovered unexpectedly um they could be 10 to join she has a well she's she's eight so yeah yeah my oldest is 11 my next my next was nine so at nine and by yeah. the nine-year-old one's like i want to join right now and i think it's because she just wants to wear a, a dress but i don't really care could be what we found with with our daughter is uh she is surprisingly gifted at at a lot of things but every guy says that about his kid. But swimming, like we put them in swimming lessons because, well, a it's just good parenting if you can do that or teach your kids how to yeah. swim. Uh, it's it's Talmudically required. It's a good skill. Like there's yeah. a list in the Talmud of things a father is obligated to provide for his children. Believe it or not, one of the things on that list is not is drowning. Teaching them to swim. Like <laughs> so, there's this whole list about you know teaching them a craft, teaching them Torah marrying them off blah 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 if it's a son circumcising him all these things and in that list is just randomly teaching them to swim and it's been there for who knows 
So, but we put them in these basic swimming lessons. And since she's a little older than my son, she progressed quite a bit faster. But we, have, we have a foreign question. I have a foreign question. Uh, oh. Does that have anything to do with the parting of the sea? Is that why you must teach them to swim? Okay, continue. Well, Sorry. No, Jamie, it's literally so they don't drown. It, it, part, of it, part of it's that. And the other part, at least uh, the opinion of a lot of scholarship on it is that that requirement is a lot to do with teaching your kid to swim is one of the earliest things you teach them that is like fully independent that they're able to do this thing where I'm keeping myself alive and it's only me doing it. And that somehow that has some subconscious value to a kid. I, I bet you. Um, I like that. That's awesome. But, but, to, but to Jamie's point, I think it's a, a hedging your bet in case guy goes, yeah. In case uh, God decides <laughs> I got a golf game. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, my son's younger, so he, he progressed a little slower, um, in the swimming thing. And they have these levels at the school and she just like blitzed past them because she's kind of like me. And if you give her a defined set of criteria for success, she's just going to go knock it out. Very type I, A personality. I've met you. Oh, okay. I, I, I can absolutely confirm that. She's a, so, she, so a, she went and she's been blitz, blitzing through these things. And our idea was once they were, you know, capable little swimmers, like we were going to free up that time so they could do. I don't know, whatever else it is kids do, soccer and stuff, kind of up to them. She used to do ballet, then, you know, she was doing the swimming thing because everything closed for COVID. And she has not only blitzed through the levels, but she doesn't want to stop. And I got the opportunity to see her because my wife takes her most of the time. She is extremely, like there's an eight-year-old swims like a, like a fish, just, just zipping across the pool like it ain't nothing perfect form this whole thing and now i'm thinking huh oh little harlan gonna, like little, little uh little harlan the decky coming on i can't swim like that and i i was you know trained in army drowning school and she's <laughs> she she can outswim me and yeah, that's so I'm thinking maybe there's like swim team stuff in my future, which will probably yeah. conflict with doing things like rainbow. So I, uh, I, I did that competitive swimming was fun around that age yeah. too. did it for a couple of years. Well, it was fun. Again, so they don't have competitive till middle school here. So she's got like a couple more years of, I guess at the school she's at just doing the, Oh yeah. Right. She's yeah. My, my sorry. Starts, I, yeah. I didn't start till I was my old, middle, my school. middle school, like in a week. So and the reason I thought about Rainbow when I, I signed her up, and I probably said this again, probably really drunk one night, uh, was because she had a school play and she likes performing and doing all that stuff. And I was like, well, I'll do this. And if it's not her thing, she can quit. But, you know, more time with her. And again, her mother's not going to take her to anything that requires her to be involved or for her mother to actually care. So, uh, here we are, Rainbow. And yeah, she likes Rainbow. So, well, I'm still a little scared of the rainbows because of prior experiences. And I kind of figured my daughter Thanks. might want to do that at some point. And maybe they'll some be bad better. ones. Well, maybe they won't pick on me the same way that the, the group of rainbows back when Jason and I were doing oh. fair stuff with them did. <laughs> they, they oh, did the girls pick on Halloween? <laughs> mostly, mostly they picked on Jason, and I just yeah. happened to be Jason's buddy and caught all the shrapnel. 
I remember right. That was that was an interesting story. And yeah, I will tell you there is something to be said for sitting there in a in a meeting and seeing like a thirteen year old girl be better at ritual than you will ever be. Well, they got the mindset of stuff like better than us old fools. That's right. That's why we don't let girls in the lodge because they make us look bad. You know this, Chuck. You know this. Hey, that's why they need their own hey, lodge. At least the Malay boys are just a bunch of dweebs like the rest of us. So you're like, ah. Yeah, you're gonna ritual, but you're still a nerd, just like every other. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I know a formal demo layboy in our neck of the weeds that's now like hard hitter in the army as an enlisted guy. So yeah, and all the demo right. kids that I knew, which granted was wasn't many, it was this one group of them because of uh, as producer Marshall's boy, but like they were all like skateboard kids, like yeah, that. And- they were not the like super nerdy type and chuck like our our current grandmasters like the past grand counselor Gimole international so i mean yeah but he's he's the I totally, he's a nerd by definition that's I, you know maybe he would admit to it but i'm not gonna i know i'm a, you know because he's, you know, he's our grandmaster and our sgig and oh. and so our former president was a Gimole, and i i would love to see some photographs of him and his little getup but you know, again, gentlemen, we're Masons. By definition, we're all giant nerds. Like that's Bill, Bill that's Clinton. No, that yeah, we're the, we're the nerd of every generation. You know, yeah. the are older Masons that are older than us, they were the nerds of their generations. But Masons are nerds in general. Yeah, we are, you're we are right. Definitely nerds. We are. You we are Bill definitely Clinton nerds. Was a DMLA, right? Who? Bill Clinton. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, yeah, he was DMLA. Yeah, I didn't know that. So if anybody's got a photo to send in of uh, President Clinton and his. Uh, Malay get up. I would love to see it. Yeah, no, and he was apparently he was a Boy Scout, but he got kicked out because he kept eating brownies. Uh, Sorry, uh, brownies. <laughs> I know what kind of brownies. I know what kind of brownies I like. <laughs> yeah, they're not that kind of brownies because John's being creepy. Different. different. They're they're more less brown and more. Never mind. I'm not the kind that you you enjoy with a good cigar. No, no, do not, do not. Mwah! Good night, everybody. Oh wait, we've been we've been live for ten minutes. We can't do that yet. Enjoy uh, editing that, Harlan. It's been by longer. Way, than, I'm just gonna point out that this was not me. I would, longer than ten. By the way, I want to point out that I shared the link on the Minnesota Freemasons Facebook page too. So I mean, ah, hey, <laughs> that's why we have one viewer. <laughs> Gutsy. No, that's me. I'm running in the background. Sorry, first kid. You're the only viewer. Oh shit balls. So yeah, no. Yeah, he monitor, he's monitoring YouTube. No, our okay. usual Australian correspondent is not he's either working or is well they probably gave up on us. Typically they wait till about 8 30 and then decide we haven't because we're kind of irregular on the nights that we're doing this. If we're gonna be a bi-weekly show, we should probably schedule for that. But then if we do, and then the show well, can't doing it weekly again. Then it's going to be like three weeks. I, I remember and, a year ago when. Uh, I mean, uh, to be fair, Harlan, the, the issues with the scheduling is mainly due to you and the producer, not the other schmucks who are not actually running. Yeah, the I got nothing to do. I'm, I'm bored most of the time. It, it's your it, it's it's your groupies that are always here. I mean, in Harlan's defense, I've been offline for everything for at least a month. Yeah, John so, broke bad there for a minute and had to go. Yeah, I, I, I went native for a little bit because I had to. Um, so. Oh, and then this my, this, uh, my oh, well, uh, birthday gift uh, from my my. So you're the Velma. Got it. Hey man, yeah. go out for the brainy chick. I'm just is saying. that a Velma flight? Is that what that yeah. is? 
Yes, and now I'm <laughs> drinking the uh, contents from Velma well, herself because that is how narcissistic I am. You must ingest I drink yourself. My own excretions. <laughs> Can't wait. That is that is that? pure Velma bathwater. Uh, wow. Soon. Oh that, wow! Hold on, I'm gonna go back and delete this link I put on the. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's just a backwash, John. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I do with this very awful tangerine cream. What? Wait, ale. first off, you have a beer bottle and you say tangerine. What is wrong? Tangerine with cream. Stop. Time out. What? It was another birthday gift, so I'm drinking it. So they don't like you. So yeah, I feel a little bit wife. spoiled when it comes yeah, to beer nowadays. No, no, I, gents, I just learned a lesson. It's a birthday gift, so Harlan has to drink it. Next year, we're sending him a box full of catheters and enemas. Because it's his birthday, and he has to use them. <laughs> well, and, no, no, drink it is one thing. Use them oh, is another. Oh, by the way, we're also sending him, like, we're sending him a pallet of Schlitz. So speaking of beers, though, I'm getting to be a bit of a beer snob, I think, because there's so many microbreweries around here now. And we went to, my wife and I went to three-day concerts in uh, a city across the pond from where we are, a nice long drive. Anywho, um, so when we're there, all we had options of for regular everyday, you know, like just your bud or, or what have you for a beer. And it just, I couldn't drink any of that shit. I just couldn't. So, first off, Ain't nobody can drink Bud Light unless they're just perpetually drunk. That's oh, yeah, no, no, not true. Horrible. And I guess that's what we're getting to, too. Okay, I guess. Dehydrated is great. But second, as somebody who lives in a hipster town, very close to the mm. hipsterish part of the hipster town, I can attest that just because it came from a microbrewery doesn't mean it's good. Facts. No, we have some, we have quite a few of them, and, and a lot of them are not good. But there's a couple that are really good, so then it's hard to go to something that's not really good anymore. Well, that's true. Yeah, good beer, but there's good commercial beers out there. Like there are. Just I guess there was no good commercial beers, it's and it's because it's been so long. Anheuser Bush. Well, and there's a thing, right? Like it's been so long since I had a commercial beer that when I go back and have one, it just seems I go to myself, does all of it taste like this? Like that's why I said, Am I am I just losing my shit? Jamming. Next thing you know, you're gonna be <laughs> drinking warm beer like a freaking Brit. To be fair, oh, to God. Canadian, I've had like, Canadian beer is awful. Like your commercial beer in Canada is disgusting. But you do have some fantastic whiskey. Did you ever find that lot forty stuff I told you? Yeah, no, I did I, not. I've been looking up here for lot forty and I'm I'm Ontario's pants, and I haven't seen it. Ask producer Marshall found another bottle, and uh, he is saving it for me. If he doesn't drink it before I get there, there. he's got yeah, a buddy bastard. who's a truck driver, and he somehow gets it while he's up there. Um, so it is that's nice. It is the shit. It's, it's in it, Ontario. It's one of the best whiskeys I've ever had. I, I'll have to ask him where he buys it. I just know it's like you got to go to Canada usually to get it or somewhere near Canada. Well, I'm, totally I'm going to have to look because my wife and I are driving to Ontario through New Brunswick through Quebec. So I may have to stop at a couple of liquor stores and take a look for it. Speaking of this week's sponsor, uh, Lot 40 is... <laughs> the new Lot 40 money. Uh, we will no longer the Canada dry money. if you send us product. Yes, and that's you, right. You don't have to send us much. I mean, I'm oh, five feet we're, from your door. Send it we're, down. We're, we're, a, find it. we're a cheap broadcast here. Um, we While are, we don't yeah. accept cash payments, we will take uh, cases of Lot 40. So. Like, and I'm, I'm a cheap drunk. I'm yes. looking at our, you know, there's 
total the big booze clearance Toys R Us for adults thing. And I'm, I just pinged them on their website to see if I could find Lot 40, and I I can't. And it pisses me off. It ain't, that ain't going to be on clearance. That stuff sells. It's not clearance. I'm just looking at their site. I'm, I can drive five hours and hit Thunder Bay for <laughs> sake. I have no idea where he gets it. Um, I only tried it because well, I was at, I was at Marshall's. That he was having a bonfire. He's like, hey, try this. And then I said, what What magic is this? And it's in this very unassuming bottle. They have a rye and a, a cast strength. Or a cast yeah. strength. Sorry. I've, already I've had, had both. Um, they are both fantastic. They hate you. I hate you. Really? Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to look. I'm going to have to look. I have almost four cannons ready, boys. And Three, unfortunately, on four. I, I know where to find it online, but nobody can ship spirits to this part of Pennsylvania. You need Which to, is fine, because you guys make all the good shit anyways. That's you why you can't ship spirits here. That's right. It's kind of a, yeah. You gotta send me that link, because we don't care up here. Um... Let me let me just uh, slack this for you. Oh yeah, please. Um, in most recent news, oh, my valley has been asked to sponsor an upcoming trip to the George Washington Memorial for next February. I'll see you there. John, are you coming? Are you? Maybe we can do an after lodge uh, special right before the George Washington's birthday gala. I would. I I need to figure out how that works because I'd love to get the Minnesota uh, Grand Commander Honor Guard doing that after our performance at our couple national events. But I don't know. Uh, I I can ask uh, the guy that's organizing it here and uh, pass that info along. But uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Let me just uh, give you his email. And I mean, that'd be great because then we can show. Don't say it out over the broadcast, of course. Yeah, well, I mean, he's... <sighs> you caught me. <laughs> you caught me. Like you were gonna do that, I, yep, you know, that's, just that's just... where I was going. Um, <laughs> you can find his information at zazzers dot com. The guy's name is Carl Hunter. Bill Schnobeline. <laughs> oh, for and his email address is uh, on fire ministries at oh, Yahoo. <laughs> Stop! You're making my cheat hurt. <laughs> if you break him, if you break him, <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, break. my first my first semester of seminary at a bad at a at a seminary that I didn't agree with. I had to backtrack there for one second. Uh, it didn't break me. That one, and I'm willing to sign up again because I'm going. You're going back. back to the same place, eh? No, different one. Okay, oh, well, that's good. But your credits transferred at least. I didn't. No, I withdrew. I didn't care about the credits. Uh, frankly, I wanted out after my first semester. So, no, I'm I'm uh, I'm transfer. I I will be a seminarian again in a couple of weeks on academically. Did Did you pull again. out because they were asking you to practice what you preach, or or what? What's the What's the story there? So pull out. I mean. All right. Isn't so that the one that had issues with being a mason and said you can't join. No. So this this the seminary I was at was like inclusive. Like pe people were in my MDiv class that said they were agnostic. Which I want to know how you get into an MDiv program 
being an agnostic, but mm. well, that doesn't seem surprising. You know, it doesn't to me either. Now, knowing which church they belong, that it's behind and everything else. Well, I mean, if you're if you're agnostic as opposed to atheistic, I, I would think seeking a studies in divinity would be. Yeah, but I, 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 get, I get doing that, but the MDiv is a it's that terminal degree. It's it's that. It's true. It's a master's program. You should probably already. Oh, no, no, it's, no. It's the degree that I have, Harlan. No, it, the MDiv. So there's the Doctor of Divinity, which is the more academic side. The MDiv, the amount of coursework and everything. It's a, it's it's your JD. It's a master's so, that takes at least three years and all the stuff. And it's a philosopher of divinity, if you will. But no, yeah. but you can't call it that because that would be PhD. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. my point. Yeah, no, okay. that's what that's what I thought it was. I thought it was like what I have, but no, not in divinity. No, no but the MDiv is, is essentially a terminal degree because there's no reasonable doctor divinity. There's you know masters or doctor of theology and things, but that MDiv is a bit of a terminal degree. Yeah, I guess but that I, makes sense. You should if I you're going to do agnostic divinity studies. You should have figured your stuff out as an undergrad. Yeah, and you know there was that mm -hmm. and. So I had a, <laughs> all right. So I left the previous school because I was in one particular class where we had a, uh, it was taught by a, uh, a pastor of, I'm not going to name the denomination, but the church that actually ran the school or the schools affiliated with very closely. Um, and in Minnesota, and this is how it works in a lot of other states, is you can be a, a uh, member of the clergy and provide therapy per se with members of your congregation, couples, those kinds of things. You can do those as a, uh, a member, you know, as a professor of the faith, as a member of the clergy. But Minnesota, you cannot refer to yourself as a therapist in that same event because in Minnesota, to be a therapist, you have to actually be a board licensed psychologist psych psychiatrist those things probably like most places yeah i mean an md as opposed to an mdiv yes yeah no exactly but so i had a professor that was doing that like i'm a therapist that, that, that and she wasn't she's not and she's kind of a and please don't believe that <laughs> um no you probably should but the problem is there was, any chance that this university is going to sponsor us? No, no chance in hell. All right, then. Um, but part of the problem was as I was going through this program with this particular class, I was taking two classes on my first semester, which is I probably bit off more than I could chew. One class was great. Professor was awesome. And then there was the other class. And while going through the coursework and in her introductions, she is very much not she's anti-law enforcement and anti-military which is fine i get that in extent um being former both i get i get that because i twitch my eye at some of my former co-workers and my former career quite a bit um but it was very prolific uh, and I, I made clear my first day because they're like, hey, tell us all about yourself in this class on this first day. And I got nothing to hide. So it was like, you know, I 
explain my background or whatever. So other, but other than those statements, which I pointed out that, you know, hey, if you say the police are this way, and I were to turn around and say the insert ethnic class are this way in the exact same phrasing, you would have your job, I'd be kicked out of the school. Um, so that's not, that's not parody. There's, there's a problem there. And then the other issue was ambush psychology because she she fancies herself a therapist. She is nuttier than squirrel shit. But it was, hey, I'm going to break you up into groups of, you know, there's 30 of us in the class. I'm going to break you up into groups of four or five. And it's, you're going to tell your story and basically speak about your traumas that you've had but you do it in like a storybook setting of like rapunzel let her hair down and somebody lit it on fire you know it's completely um, so john you, you need to use bit smaller words because i'm an engineer and this sounds i mean i've had bowel movements smarter than this conversation that you're currently having so you're not far off my dad was an engineer and i completely go yeah Okay, just making sure. So I, I, I had this, I, I signed out of the class and uh, had to have to talk with the prof and eventually the dean of students and the president of the college of, you know, if you're going to do something like this, where you're just going to drop this, hey, let all the skeletons out of your closet, you need to take an inventory of your students and figure out who they are and what they've done. Now, with the exception mm -hmm. of one crusty old guy in my class who I got along with great. I was the only vet in that class. Well, day one, there was five vets in the class. Day two, there was me and the other guy. The other two guys, or the other three guys, popped smoke. They were gone. And I had to explain to the to this instructor, because she's in a bit of a freaking nonce, that, okay, if you're going to put me in a small chat room or whatever with four other people in their early 20s, who have no exposure or limited exposure, essentially, uh, to the events of the world and what has gone on, and you want me to tell them the dark things that I've seen, I'm going to give them nightmares for the next three years. And not only that, is if I do that, I may actually be legally culpable if uh, they are ever called to testify, which I'm exceptionally cognizant of with my past career. So... I brought those concerns to the uh, school administration and they basically said, well, if we understand we're going to give you a hug and just get out there and try harder. And I got out there <laughs> and I moved to a different seminary because the VA was paying for me to go to that seminary. I'm not going to let the VA pee their money up a rope uh, in a school that particularly does that. So, so that's the long and short. on dumber things. No, yeah, I mean, trust me, I know the government spends a lot of money on stupid things. They've spent a lot of money on me, and God knows I am stupid. However, <laughs> if I can gateway that a little bit, as a quasi-libertarian, I'd, I'd like to do that. So now I've gone to a, a, a seminary that is formed by a far older church. Uh, to be fair, if I needed to go further back as far as older churches go, then I need to bark up the trees of the uh, Eastern Orthodox or the uh, Roman Catholics or the Coptics, and mm, those three aren't going to let me in the door. Uh, 
<clears throat> never say never. Uh, pretty sure they won't. <laughs> so, I uh, also today had my first step back into semi-formal education, and uh, y'all know anybody that took uh, foreign language in college? Like, everybody's got that friend, I think. I did. People, people do like four four years of French study. All through oh, college. No, no, no. I, Why? I, I, had take, I had to take three semesters. Why would you want to learn French? I had NSF. I did. So I've met those people, Harlan. Yes. yes. So there's, but but a lot of them do this thing where they, they'll study four years of French. They can read Voltaire. They can do all of these like complex things with the language. And then I mean, they I go visit Voltaire, Paris like, and they can't, I book. and they can't, right there. They can't fumble their way through ordering their omelet and coffee because learning a language in an academic sense and then actually being able to use it on demand is not the same thing. Bill, Which, Bill Bryson has a great rant about that. And, uh, neither here nor there is book about so that. I, I can say this because, you know, when I, I'm, in, I, I'm well into my PhD. Okay. I get a fellowship. that's like, you're going to Brazil. You got to learn to speak Portuguese. And the teacher is from Brazil, and she's like, "So, okay, Harlan, you can speak." Harlan would like to speak. Apparently, what did I do? Oh, you raise you your hand. So what this was was my hand, and she's and the teacher's like, "So, just so you know, if you actually speak the proper Portuguese way of speaking in Brazil." They're going to steal your liver. So, Portuguese one and two is all for you know phonetical, and then like the third, the third, the third semester is like, here's how you don't die. <laughs> and for me, it was just, I just don't talk. So cool, solid advice. You should you should roll that regularly in almost every part of your life, Chuck. Like, just like, don't talk. Like when you're visiting just... Hartford, like. <laughs> Do you guys want to see my? This is how you have <laughs> so, no, you don't. No, no. That thing about the the academic linguist uh, turns out describes me rather well with my uh, Hebrew language studies, which, when I think about it, makes a lot of sense because in oh, what Hebrew context am I actually speaking and conversing in Hebrew? That's actually not a thing that happens. So. Today was my first day of class where I got to try to do it. And um, I'm like that French guy who has like a master's degree in French and can't order a damn omelet. So, so you, uh, you drink your buttermilk, you get the phlegm going, and you should be fine, Harlan. No, it's it's just the... Or are you like those I, guys in New York who like are in that little lovely community that is causing polio to kind of come back? No. Every religion has its extremists, Chuck. Even I'm aware. Mine. Trust me. Um, yeah. No, I just I'm planning on uh, heading to Israel sometime in the earlier part of 2023, and I I don't remember how this came up, but uh, I I guess I realized this like oh I thought I was just going to be fine, you know. Uh, Harlan, just you know, I I since I am from Pittsburgh. The actual Western Pennsylvania with a very large Jewish population. They're not conversing in Hebrew. No, I'm going to point out that I know many Jews gone to uh, 
through uh, to Israel and uh, can't speak anything but English and are just fine. Well, yeah, and I would be like when you go and you're going to see the sites, you're going to attend some events or whatever, that's fine. But one of my purposes for going is to hang out with our brethren because I'm our grand representative there. And like uh, I want to so, attend some so Harlan, functions. Uh, so Harlan, I'll tell you right now, if you, as someone who's attended a lodge in Brazil, when I had a four-year-olds had a better grasp of the Portuguese language than I did when I went down there. But when I attended lodge down there, and because they came and picked me up, and it was all I dealt the paperwork and all that stuff, and went down there and visited them. Um, you'd be amazed what you can still pick up simply by being a mason and being like, yes, it, it like especially like it, during the degree, you're like I don't speak this language really well, but I. I get, ah, okay. Yeah, I get it. Well, no, like Masonic ritual could probably be a bit of a language learning tool in that respect. Cause you're like, oh, I've seen this movie. Yeah. You've, you've heard it too. Like, so you yeah. like, when they're doing things, you're like, it was actually like funny. Like, you know, I went to, I, I, I visited a lodge. They, they picked me up twice. Right. And so I'm, I'm down in Rio de Janeiro and they picked me up, take me to their lodge. And, I'm having a hard time speaking Portuguese, like outside of bus directions and ordering from a menu. I, I don't have a thank God I could read so I could point the menus mainly. So I got yeah. didn't get a tourist bill. But guys who would speak because there's some guys who can speak English and you should go listen. And, and there were guys who were like, Oh yeah, I've attended a lot. He's like, You're gonna start like you'll he's like, you'll sit there and you're like, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. They're, the differences are still there, even especially down like, and you're like, oh yeah, I get. And you're like, and then you you like learn new words, like on in lodge. It's, it's actually pretty cool. Well, I will be okay, doing I, that anyway, just because you know the the coursework. Does Jamie have to go sort milk? Jamie, is no, Jamie has story time. Oh, I say, Jamie, is that oh, how you oh, have to actually speak English? To, when you're talking to us, I mean, are, are you in the Kanakistan? I have story time. Uh-oh. A couple of different things. So, uh, is this tangentially, tangentially related? What? No. What? <laughs> he man. Um. <laughs> so. No, not at all. So here's so here's here's the whole situation. So first off, tomorrow night, I become a Shriner. Which is kind of cool. That's my Masonic news tomorrow night. I get one. anyway. So now the next piece of news. Um. So again, my wife and I went to a three-day concert, had a good time, but we had to camp far away from the concert city. Right, far enough, thirty-three minute drive. It's uh, forty-eight kilometers. There's not a gas station anywhere on this nice, twisty, windy, fun to drive on road in forty-eight kilometers. Um. I, uh, Summerside to Charlottetown, the, the two biggest cities in Prince Edward Island, are 55 kilometers away from each other, and there's 20 gas stations between the two of them. I'm really not used to not having, you know, anyway, almost ran out of gas. It was really bad. Got saved by the lady at the campsite. It was really good. That's another little story. Giggity, giggity. Giggity, giggity. All right. 
nice lady. It was good times. Great con. We saw 15 bands in three days. F an awesome time. Yeah, it was an awesome time. Um, and then, so, but the other thing is, so a couple weekends after my birthday, um, I went to a nice party for a friend of mine's birthday and a big chunk of people there. Um, the guy's got a nice property, nice pond on it. We got a paddle boat. You can paddle boat around the pond while you're drunk and drinking. It's great old times. Got koi fish in there. See the koi fish swimming around. Got a PA system, guy live music playing, singing, playing guitar. Um, great old time. Lots of us having fun. Just about when sun starts to go down, um, inside the, the house, they, they smell smoke. It's, it's their cottage, right? Somebody smells smoke. So... Was it your We're wife? all looking around. No, it wasn't it? No weed. no weed. I was I was pretty premiumed up at that point in time, but it wasn't my weed they were smelling. So <laughs> you know, it smelled you know, it smelled like shit burning. So we're looking, we've started pulling skirting off, we're looking underneath, we're going and he's he's getting more and more agitated, more and more agitated. And I have no idea why he's getting so agitated, but he's getting more and more agitated. So he goes in the house, they can smell in the house. And he freaks out and starts telling everybody to get the f out of his house. It's on fire. His place is burning. He's losing his shit, right? And I'm thinking, okay, he's freaking out pretty good. So it's basically him and a couple of the people in there searching around. And he, I can hear him tossing stuff and banging stuff and everything. Like he's just he's he's tearing his place apart, looking for what could be nothing. Because you know, most of us, if you smell something burning in your house, you start checking your plugs, right? Your the little adapters and, and electronic things, because that's where you're going to get most of your fires, right? So you just check those things and hope for, and, and pay attention to what's going on. But he's losing his shit. So I go outside um, and look around, and we're still looking around outside. No big deal. Get a flashlight, get underneath, can't find anything. A um, couple of the fellas there uh, are firefighters. So they go cl to the closest fire station, and it's about 30 minutes away, and they actually get the heat gun. The heat camera, so they can look, oh, go through the house and find the, find find the hot spot, right? Yeah. So they start going through the house and going through the house and going through the house. And at this point, there's now four firemen that are there. I ended up that two of them were at the party. One of them was coming, but couldn't make it. Another fellow came. So they're going through the house with the flare. Um, and they find what appears to be a man-made fire. Um, oh, in the bathroom. Story. Yes. Yeah, you told this. So, off so, yes. Yeah, yes. So, no, so in the bathroom. No, keep going. I haven't heard this. <laughs> oh, no, oh, this you haven't heard this. Crazy. This is why I'm telling you. This is for, this is for you and Ireland. So in the bathroom um, where the pipes come out for the, for the sink and stuff, the stuff been pushed aside and loose bits of paper and other things have been shoved in there and lit on fire. And the cabinet was then put back together and closed. So... Yep, continue. Go ahead, ask your question. I, speaking as the, my brain hurts, because, like, if I'm an arsonist, I'm not going to light a fire underneath a water source. I don't know. It, it's I, more than one arsonist. Oh, yeah. Jamie hasn't hit the high points yet of this. Story. Yeah, you're not even close, oh, my friend. Yeah, we're, we got we got another twelve to thirteen minutes of this story, so just Sorry, hold on to your hats and listen I'm listen tightly. Because I've heard this story, and by the way, it's batshit crazy. <laughs> Buckle up, readers. We're in for a show. Go, Jamie, so, go. 
So what ends up happening is we're all sitting out in this beautiful gazebo the guy has. Again, this guy's got nice property. The gazebo is even underneath all the boards. It's all screened. So there's no mosquitoes or no, no nothing in this place. And it's you can fit 13 people in it. It's nice. big. And it's all lit inside. And anyway, so we're sitting in there, um, quite a few of us. And the fire people are going through, right? And um, one of the guys who is a firefighter, again, comes out. His wife is sitting in the gazebo. He says, come on, we got to go. So they get up and they leave. Um, and then the other firefighters come out and get the guy that owns the place and uh, freaking out. And he's really upset and yada, yada, yada. And then... Um, one of the, the mother of the guy, the, the mother of the lady, uh, the the wife of, anyway, so she said, like, everybody out of here, party's over, get out, get out, the cops are coming, the cops are called, get the f*** out of here, get out of here now. So I'm planning on being there for the whole weekend because my tent is there. It's already set up. I, I got there early in the day and started drinking and smoking, so my tent is there. I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm, there's no way I'm leaving. I'm not, especially in an area where if something is going on, there'd be no other traffic except for the traffic leaving this party. Right. right for like 20 minutes in any direction at this time of night i mean that, that's just what's going on so because <clears throat> we're in the sticks so i'm like i'm not leaving here and 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 she and anyway they understood people that weren't leaving don't leave so some my friend alex who was one of the birthday people had his trailer there his camper so i went and hung out in his camper till the cops came talked to the property owner and left while i'm in the tra trailer talking to my friend alex i start to learn the history of one of the people that was at this party. So, and I'll tell you a little bit about this girl as I'm going along. She has been connected to, she has been connected to or as at five suspicious fires to seven suspicious fires. Oh. Okay. Two of them, her own home burned. Two of them, workplaces burned. Um, one of them was actually the rink, one of the main rink for, for one of the communities that she worked at burned. And it was suspicious and they, they never were able to prove who did it. So like another one, like, like so like, okay. Um, so let's get into some of this. So another one is a garbage fire outside of the house of a guy she is after she separated with her boyfriend who is the firefighter and the fire is in a in a garbage can at 5 a.m outside of that guy's the house that she's now the guy at no so who has to show up but her firefighter currently separated from boyfriend to see her there with the guy and the fire and the stuff again one of her one of her house fires killed three of her pets. Ah. She lost three of her pets in the fire. That's um, not a lot. She killed three of her pets in a fire. That's yeah. That's that's I know I know because there's no proof. You don't you can't say that right. So she yeah, has lost three country, pets in a so. fire. I found that out while all this commotion was going on and everybody else is searching for smoke. This woman is sitting calmly on the deck, watching everything happening around her. Okay? Which I didn't kind of, because my brain was in wolf fire, right? Holy shit. So, right? So, again, so 
garbage can fire, and the guy has to show up. Mm-hmm. Okay? So last year at this party, because this big party is an annual thing, I was there the year before, but last year I was not. So what ends up happening is somehow the main water, the water to the washing machine, and the water to the hose, all those get turned off. And then they're all turned off. And during that time period, she takes a two-gallon thing of gasoline and throws it on the bonfire. So they had to find out how to get all the water back on just to get the fire out. I'm, I'm not sure how probable cause works up there in Kanukistan, but I, I would, and Harlan might be able to correct me on this, but I think I would be able to write the... Uh, they right have right. no actual proof. The police know her. They've watched. They're on her for it like nothing. There's no... Oh, my God. Because no. Canada actually requires proof before putting someone in a cage. They don't do it, this game. Yeah, we where, no. We're going to lock you in a cage, and then we're going to go investigate. Ah, minor detail. That's, and that's lock you in the cage and, and, and pester you. And Anyway, we don't want to get into that. That's, that's, that's a whole <laughs> different story. So, so anyway, so this is why he is freaking out and tearing his house apart, because he knows all this history with her. Why would you have one? Would you? Well, hold on. No, so no. you know, okay, okay, okay. So you rolled a natural one. That's how that works. <laughs> no, my yeah, no, my D twenty is like cracking half right now. So, but but think about this. So the, the drive home. So like, okay. So we we're never getting into that bad stuff. So she is now still now married to the firefighter gentleman who she had separated fire garbage fire. You know. Yada, yada, yada. So she's now married him. They have a couple kids. Then that's because the fire thing with the garbage can happened before the marriage and before the two house fires that killed three pets. Like all that was prior. And one of the fires, I believe, at work. No. No, garbage can. I th- maybe one of the work fires was prior to the ha- one of the house fires, but they're all in between each other, right? So she's connected and involved in, in, in all these fires. It's it's just too... I said anything more than three is a coincidence, and we're looking at like... And then you obviously know the fire, the water turned off, and she physically went and threw the gasoline on the fire. So, you know, you, you take a two-gallon gasoline jug and throw it on the fire, like a plastic one, like... I thought- Open on and and just you know, so, so you, you I share a border with you people. I thought you were relatively calm. What the? Oh, f- hold you on. Guys, you guys officially broke the lawyer and the former law leo. So, <laughs> so hold on. So hold and on. He's, oh, but, but wait, wait there's, there's more. more. There's a little bit more. Yeah. So now you think about it. The husband. The firefighter was in the the firefighter husband who was in there, and saw the evidence and saw this immediately came out and got his wife and said we gotta go and took her remember i said that earlier so oh. he he suspects obviously so it's like that's a real hard ride home because here's here's the kicker john you said why is she there and this is why she is there the firefighter husband has been almost best friends with the gentleman who owns the property who's one of the other because my friend Alex and the gentleman who owns the property are both celebrating their birthday the same weekend since childhood so he said he couldn't tell his friend you can come but you can't bring your fire bug wife he, he said next year I'm going to have to or tell my friend he can't come too because you know kind of one off it maybe maybe she tries she wouldn't do anything else but this is way beyond right 
but this is why he's freaking out. He knew all this. This is why he's trying because he knew she would have would have tried to hide a fire and actually let it burn the place. And his pets were in there. Right. Well, the the property owner. You know what I mean? And you're a Canadian, so I'll quote Letter Kenny. You have to tell the property owner give give your balls a tug. And uh, you know, I've invited plenty of my friends over, and I've told them to leave the wife at home, uh, and they eventually got rid of them. Uh, much like me with my first one uh because sometimes you just gotta do that like ah uh, come on over no 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 you go wait in the car so like that that was a like that was a hard night so anyway I've, I've now given my statement to the police and all that jazz and, and and stuff but like she's like so here's another thing it's like i'm searching around here and i'm i got my flashlight on because here's another situation in the night this is a fun far fun bar my glasses um the glasses case fell out of my bag in my driveway so I had my prescription sunglasses on. So once it started to get dark, Jamie, all I had to see was polarized prescription sunglasses. So I had to use a flashlight to walk because <laughs> I couldn't see the ground. <laughs> it was that or take my glasses off and then I can't see either. So I was I was two ways I couldn't see. So that was a fun part of the night. Like, but like, a, like a Canadian pale Ray Charles high as a kite at a bonfire. Yeah. Wow. That's a Yeah, it was fun. Good I, good good times. <laughs> with with twenty of your closest drunken friends. And driving and around on paddle boats and problem with matches and big lighters. That's yeah. well, Bruce oh, is here, so uh they have arson fires. Thanks for listening to episode three hundred four. Right. No, that's uh, fair. Welcome to the party. It's uh it's been a while. Well, I'm, I'm glad the extraction. I think it would be this late. To make it north and pull you out of that other state. Oh man, that is the hey, worst state ever. Hey Bruce, uh, considering what you said you were going through, um, I'm shot. You know. Yeah, you don't need. Yeah. Yeah, you're here, you man. I mean, if you if you want us to just be your brothers, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, we're not gonna bust your balls tonight. No, 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 no. it's 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 fine. That's all good. He's good. By the way, Bruce, just so you know. Uh, I got attacked by a Canadian goose today, and I kicked the shit out of it. I hope you killed it. Oh, that's, that's, uh, I did not, but that's I... That's acceptable. It was raining, and I kicked it, and <laughs> I ran away in the rain, like, with my umbrella, like, oh, shit, 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 uh, shit. They, they are faster in the rain, actually. <laughs> and, uh, the other they was, have traction. Was, and, was, and they rise from the dead. What was Bruce? There was, right. like, there was, like, a dozen of them, and I'm like, um, I, 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 I'm going to die or that's, that's that's an actual nightmare <laughs> yeah um walking in my car I'm like, I, I'm, I'm like i got my lunch box and my my, my backpack and my coffee mug i'm like i'm like i'm like i'll take your pictures of a short round man running from a goose of the same height and kind of puffing out to the same size and just <laughs> oh no i didn't puff up i just kicked the guts of him it ran out. I'm like, I'm like ah! I've, I've had to do that with a very large uh, uh, Jake turkey when I was working security at the Shrine Hospital up here, coming around a corner, and some turkeys get awfully big. Like it was, yeah. it was up to my chest and came yeah, out of the, the door. Like, when turkeys get really big, was like they break their legs. Canadian geese are just they're they're they are. Hell has overflown, and that's why Canadian beef, geese are bastards. Turkeys are just dumb. Yeah.
But yeah, yeah turkeys no, are good. And it wasn't by itself, Bruce. There's there's a like a small pack of turkeys that lived on the. Uh, I was gonna say that's that's right probably now. why it was like that. I can tell you from experience because there's a flock of Canadian geese that lives uh, in the on the business section of my mail route. If they're by themselves, they will always run away uh, if you're near them. But when any time they're in a group, they'll <laughs> yeah, be they're gonna show off for their buddies. Circular shape. Yep. Well, no, and then on the outside corners of the group are the, I guess, guard ones, and those are the ones you got to look out for. Those are the the rest of them will ignore you entirely, but there's one at, like, each corner of the group who's facing away from the Like, you can tell who they are because they're not looking the same direction as any of the other ones. It's like they're watching out for them. Those are the ones who will come after you. The lookouts. Yep. And I, I responded to the turkey the same way, and this was four years ago, the same way that Chuck did with the gooses. It was just... <laughs> Try to punt like I was trying to get through the uh, upright. I mean, it, it put the wings up and started, and I'm like, F- you. That is the appropriate response. Yep. But, Chuck, you got a size two shoe, though, don't you? I mean, <laughs> I, got a size, I got a size 12, so it's okay. Well, you but you didn't hit it with your, <laughs> with your boot. <laughs> well, so, we talked about uh, cutting the show there because that would be an appropriate point, and we still might. But no. just in case we don't, uh, thanks because for Harlan. episode 304 of the After Lodge podcast. <laughs> you can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. <laughs> us an email at afterlodge.gmail.com. Hang out with Jeff and, and Jamie on IRC at irc.snoonet.org, pound sign Freemasonry. Find Chuck as the king of no pants on Reddit. Uh, all the opinions expressed on this show are the opinions of their respective opiners and uh, do not reflect the After Lodge podcast or any Freemasons wheresoever dispersed around the globe. Except for the FEs. Stop. We, we, yes, we, fully, we all, we 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 all do, we all do agree. Kick a goose and uh, yes. we'll see you next Are, week, brothers. I'm going to beat you with a copy of Black's Dictionary. I swear to God. I do what I can. Good night. Good night, brothers. Cheers.